You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. So I get to wrap up Storyteller, remember this time. Um, and I'm doing it on the sower. Um, for time purposes, I'm not going to read the whole passage again. I'll just give you the Cliff Notes version. Is that still a thing? Cliff Notes? I've been in school and like, oh, it's called Google now. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so I'm preaching on the, uh, on the parable of the sower today. It's in uh, Matthew chapter 13, starting around verse 3. Um, and Jesus going to expound. I'll read this first passage, and I won't read it again because I'm, I'm pretty sure a majority of you know this um, parable. Consider this. There was a farmer who went out to sow seeds. As he cast his seeds, some fell along the beaten path, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell onto the gravel that had no topsoil. The seeds quickly shot up, but when the days grew hot... The sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Other seeds fell among the thorns and weeds. So when the seeds sprouted, so did the weeds, crowding out all the good plants. But other seeds fell on good, rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded 30, some yielded 60, and even 100, some even 100 as much as he planted. If you are able to understand this, then you need to respond. Like most parables, the disciples responded just like I would. Why do you always have to speak to people in these hard-to-understand parables? Not just parables, but there's certain stories in the Bible or certain scriptures in the Bible. I'm just like, huh? I don't understand it. But if you dive into it, you know, God will speak to you and explain it more. So he goes on to explain that we have the intimate experience of insight of hidden truth. So we have the capability to understand these parables because we have the Lord. So he goes on later, and he says, um, The seed that fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm, but doesn't understand it. The adversary, the enemy, Satan, then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. The seed sown on gravel represents the person who gladly hears the kingdom message, but his experience remains shallow. Shortly after he hears it, troubles and persecutions come because of the, king, because of the kingdom message he received. Then he quickly falls away, for the truth didn't sink deeply into his heart. The seed sown among weeds represents the person who receives the message, but all of life's busy distractions, his divided heart, his ambition for wealth, result in suffocating the kingdom message and prevent him from bearing spiritual fruit. As for the seed that fell upon good, rich soil, it represents the heart of people who hear and fully embrace the message of heaven's kingdom realm. Their lives bear good fruit, some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much that was sown. So everybody's on the same page. Everybody, everybody understand the parable of the sower? Cool. If you said no, we'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. So my first point, hardened hearts. Everyone has them at some point. Who's ever had a hardened heart before? On your way to church, if your hand isn't raised now, your heart is obviously hardened. So (laughs) we'll get to that later. So I'm going to go back and read verse 19. It says, the seed that fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm, but doesn't understand it. How many have ever heard a message and was just completely lost? Not here, obviously, because Pastor Todd does a phenomenal job at delivering his messages in a way that we can understand them all. 
but have you ever heard a podcast <laughs> or anything else where you're just like, none of that made sense. I'll go back and give it a second or third listen. And that's okay that you don't understand it. But here's where I think we mess up. And I, this is where I think this kind of separates us. A lot of us are just reading the Bible and some of us are studying it. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten in an argument with an atheist, whether on social media or in person, but if you meet an actual atheist, they have actually read and know every single bit of the Bible front to back for the sole purpose of proving that God does not exist. If his heart was, if this person's heart was softened and they dove into the Bible as much as they did just to prove God was not real, his life would be changed forever because he let the word change him. When we study the word versus reading the word, it's not a checklist. We don't wake up in the morning and check our Bible app. It's like, oh, got to read Psalms 1 today and go, do, 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 read it, check it, pray, amen, out the door. How many of us have done that? Again, with the hardened hearts. Come on, guys. I know I've done it. I've done it because either I'm running late or I'm really hungry or for some other reason. I'm just, let me just mark this off for today. But that's not what the word is for. The word is for us to change our lives within, to help share the word as well. We have hard hearts, whether it's because we had an argument on the way to church, we had a terrible weekend, our week was not the best week, so it carried over into Sunday. So we just show up and we're just upset and let me just, again, just check this off the list for the week. I'm just here. My wife made me come, my husband made me come, my parents are making me sit through this. Your wife made you come, Pastor Todd? It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yes. Good job, Crystal, for bringing Pastor Todd to church. Um, we have to recognize when we have a hardened heart, when we realize we're sitting at church with our arms crossed, not receiving anything, and we're just trying to get through the church service. We need to get through this hour 15 so I can hurry up and go to lunch and have my Sunday nap and catch my football starting soon. Yes. Yes. Glory indeed. So we have to make sure that when we're reading the Bible, we are also studying it. Even if there's a two-line passage, two-line scripture, I'll read it and read it and read it again, and I'll pray into it and see, Lord, what are you trying to say through this? Is this for me? Is this for somebody else? And just really pray into it, and the Lord will speak to you. Just open up to him. My second point here, and once again, we all fall into this, temporary bliss. I want to read again verses 5 and 6. It says, Other seeds fell onto the gravel that had no topsoil. The seeds quickly shot up, and when the days grew hot, the sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Just like Grant was saying at the end of one of our songs, I can't remember which one it was, but we can't let an amazing Sunday service try and carry us over to the next Sunday. We can't let an amazing conference really speak to us. We're on fire for three, four days, and then we're just right back to where we were, upset, disappointed, bitter. Or for youth, we can't go to youth camp for a week and come back and expect to still have that same fire that we had at camp. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I don't know about you guys, but I, I believe... Reading the word and diving into the word is far more important than eating. The word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than a two-headed sword. It speaks to us, guys. We just have to be open to let it speak to us. 
And we need those deep roots. We need to be rooted and grounded in Christ. So when things do happen, when, um, when it does get hot and the, our sprouts get scorched, we're fine. We're not burned because the Lord is there with us because we have those roots and we can just sprout again if needed. We have to be grounded in the Lord. We have to be rooted in what he has for us. Because honestly, as humans, we don't have the stamina to sustain ourselves the whole week just on Sunday's worship and Sunday's message. We could have the most amazing service ever. Pastor Todd could preach the most fire sermon he's ever preached before, and I can get to Monday and forget everything that happened and not feel the Holy Spirit anymore. That's in those moments where we have to dive deeper into the word. Whether you go back and listen to the sermon again, whether you put on your favorite worship song, if you feel yourself drop down any amount of level, you need to say, uh-oh, this isn't good. I need to get rooted in the Lord right now. So when something does come along, something in my life kind of messes up, I'm not just going to throw my hands and be like, oh, God, where are you? Instead, of be like, God, I know you're here. Come on, devil, what else you got? I'm rooted in Christ. And verse 22 says, the seed sown among weeds represents the person who receives the message, but all of life's busy distractions, his divided heart, and his ambition for wealth result in suffocating the kingdom message and prevent him from bearing spiritual fruit. We get caught up in life, guys. It happens. It's going to happen, whether we want it to or not. Some of us went back to school, and we're dealing with how weird that is wearing a mask all the time. Some of us have started going back working and building. We're starting to go outside more often, and it's just very distracting. I feel like the enemy uses this year to distract us from the Lord, whether it's the virus that's happening, whether it's a political stance that we're all trying to take. We're so divided right now, and it's exactly what the enemy wanted. And now is the time that we need to be deeply rooted, guys. Now is the time to where if you want to reply to somebody's post, delete it. I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Delete it. We need to be seeking God day in and day out so when life does happen, we're not distracted. We don't get caught up. We're not focused on trying to make all this money. God is our provider. He will provide exactly what we need when we need it. Like Pastor Todd was talking about last week, things we need. We don't need a million dollars. We don't need the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I struggled with that one. I'm sorry. But God knows exactly what we need when we need it. And he'll come in maybe last second, but trust that he's going to come through for you. So like I said, we can't expect Sunday service to carry us out throughout the week. We need to be disciplined. We need to be in our word every day. If you haven't fasted this year, you need to fast. It could be three days. It could be a week, a 21 Daniel fast, 40 days, anything you want to do, but you need to fast. You want to see change in your lives. You want to see change in your household. You want to see change in Cleburne. We need to be fasting, fasting. We need to do a church fast again. Sorry. We'll talk about that later, but it's something we want to do because it's on the calendar. Cool. But it's, it's something we've been praying for. Like Pastor Todd's been talking about. We've been praying for revival. You know, we've been talking about it in staff meetings. We want to get to that next level. If we want to get to that next level, we have to push. We have to step out and get to that next level. We can't just wait for someone else to do it. We need that discipline. We need to be in the word every day. We need to be reading every day. We need to be sharing the gospel with our friends. We need to be inviting our friends to church. If they say no, that's fine. Be like, that's cool. I'll invite you next week. Eventually, they're going to be tired of you asking them to come to church and they're going to be here. And what's going to happen? God's going to change their life. All you have to do is get that invitation here 
and God will do the rest. Don't be afraid to invite somebody to church. My third point, very, very important. Be open to the Holy Spirit. Be open to the Holy Spirit. In verses 15 and, uh, 14 and 15, it is actually prophesied in the book of Isaiah over us. And it still to this day happens because I'm, I'm sure it's happened to us today. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. I don't understand how people can do that. Deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Because once you taste and see how good the Lord is, I don't know how you could turn your, your back on that. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see, open their ears to hear, and open their minds to understand. Then they would turn to me and let me instantly heal them. It doesn't say, if they turn to me, I might heal them. When they turn to me, let me instantly heal them. He is waiting to bring miracle and healing into your life. We need to be constantly open up to that. The Lord wants to do a work in you through the Bible. It's, it doesn't just happen during worship. It isn't just those 25, 30 minutes that we're up here singing that the Lord's going to work on you the most. That's not the case whatsoever. I've been in one of the most powerful services. There wasn't music playing at all. There wasn't a pad in the background. Nobody's strumming, nothing. It was just our voices lifting up the name of Jesus. Just prayer. We weren't even singing. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It will pierce through your soul if you let it. And, and I'll go back to studying the Bible versus reading. The same thing. When you're going to study, don't have a hardened heart. Don't be upset that you have to wake up. Oh, Got to do my devotion today, huh? What is this? Uh, Bible app, come on, update. What's... Why even do it at that point? What are you doing? Just checking something off the list. You're wasting your own time. The Lord wants to do a work in you. He wants to mold you in who he created you to be. Take that time. If you're spending five minutes with the Lord, move it up to 10. If it's 10, move it up to 30. If you're in an hour, show me your ways. Because it's, it's a little bit of a struggle with me to go a full hour. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but do that. Study the Bible. Don't just read it. Study it. Let it read you. Let it speak to you. Pray into the scripture. Pray into anything that you feel the Lord is speaking to you to. If, if you're a journal person, start taking a journal. I wasn't. I'm still not. Uh, whenever I go through a really tough situation, that's the time that I journal the most. Because I feel like that's when the Lord speaks to me the most. And in those situations, I try to use to help other people that are kind of in that situation. That's besides the fact. My last point here, and I had to because pastor did four points last week, so just kidding. Um, and also because I'm a worship pastor, but all of this also applies to worship, the way we worship. So I'm going to go just kind of through the three points again. Singing the lyrics versus singing with understanding. We're not just singing songs to sing them because it, this isn't karaoke at all. Half the time when I'm stepping back is because I just want to worship. I'm, a, I'm the worship leader, yes, but I, I'm just picking the songs and then you guys sound amazing, so I'm just going to back off. It's not, it's not my show. We're all here to worship the king. It's not karaoke, guys. 
we need to be singing with understanding, like the song, What a Beautiful Name It Is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. Don't you feel the power in that? Death couldn't hold you. We're talking about Jesus resurrecting. It actually happened. Everything in the Bible happened from front to back. It is real. It is true. So when we're singing things, sing with understanding. Understand what you're singing. You're singing to the most high king, the one who saved us all. If you have to visualize him standing in front of you, do that. That helps me sometimes. If I feel like I can't press in, I'm just like, you know what? It's literally just me and, me and you, God, in this room. It can be 500 people in here or just two others. And I'm, my focus is on him. And then the second point where I talked about temporary bliss, worship isn't just in church for 25 minutes a week. Worship is in your car ride home. Worship is at your desk at work when you have it playing in the background. Worship is when you're helping somebody load their groceries into their car. Worship is when you're doing anything that gives glory to God. But again, in that moment, do it with understanding. Understand what you're doing is you're giving glory to God in that moment. And then being open to the Holy Spirit, the Lord wants to do a work in you. All you have to do is be completely open to him. Completely open. If you're in worship with your arms crossed, are you really open or are you just sing a long time? If your arms are crossed, maybe try to open them a little bit. You'll feel a little bit open up. If you've never clapped before, clap with us. If you've never raised your hands, raise your hands a little. I'm not saying you have to be full out at all down here. Something simple. I'm not asking yourself to stretch yourselves to be this crazy jumping and shouting person at all whatsoever. You'll eventually get there. We're going to get you there. Don't worry. Yeah. One day I'm going to have to tell you guys to calm down. That's what I'm hoping for. But be open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I know you felt today. I know you guys felt today. Think of how much more the Lord wants to do in you. Think of how much more he can do when you're completely open to him. So if you guys stand with me, I have one question for you today. One simple question. What does your heart look like today? I want everyone to close their eyes across the room. Look inside. Look at your heart. Beating. Keeping you alive. Is it open to the Holy Spirit? Are you open for the Holy Spirit to change you? Are you okay with the Holy Spirit changing you to what doesn't look like what you thought? God wants nothing but good for you. His plans are far greater than our plans. So how's your heart? Is it broken? Is it shattered into a million pieces? Is it still? Or is it crying out for God for some sort of change in your life? The 
Holy Spirit wants to do a work in you. Open up your heart and say yes. If your heart is completely hardened, that's okay. The Lord said, let me in. Let me show you what I can do. He will prove to you how good he is. You just have to say yes. Yes.